We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Jesus 
there were moments of loneliness. You say, how do you know that? Because the word says he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He was tempted to sit and be lonely, and to get discouraged, to doubt, to fear, but he didn't. He resisted, didn't he? That's why he was truly an overcomer. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. He overcame those human desires that he had, and he did have them. He most certainly did. Let's go to that next song and do In the Garden together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you walk with us. You see, he's a great God. He's a real God, and he walks with us. A little bit more music. I come to the garden Listen, 
God's fingers on this man. God gives
this thing to make it impossible. And uh, you know what, I don't tell my weight, but I will tell you that I'm going to be 72 next month. And I know you find that incredibly hard to believe. <laughs> I sure do. But this beautiful classic, <clears throat> before we have the scripture, is called, I Walk Today, Where Jesus Walked. If you give me a little bit more on the microphone, so I don't have to work too hard on this song. <clears throat> Bye. 
he wants to be just as real to us today as he was to the disciples and those who walked with him when he was walking on this earth. And because of the work of the Holy Spirit, that's possible. There are times I'm driving down the road talking, and I'm sure if anybody passes me, they wonder, they probably think I'm crazy. Look at that woman, she's talking to herself over there. Of course, these days, you could be talking to somebody on the phone, but you don't have to have your hand involved, right? You could be talking on the phone. But many times I'm talking to the Lord. And many times I feel like he just reaches over and pats my arm or takes my hand and says, I'm here. He'll be as real as we will allow him to be. He's walking on this earth today through each of us. I flew into Ohio years ago. I won't say the name of the town. And they picked me up at the airport. It was raining. And... Um, they took me to a Red Roof Inn. Now, nothing wrong with Red Roof Inn, <laughs> mind you. But it was raining and they didn't have a restaurant at the Red Roof Inn. So, I think the people must have looked at me from the church and thought I didn't need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that was my assumption by the end of the evening. They didn't say, would you like to stop and get some dinner? I hadn't eaten on the plane, so they didn't serve it again. Most likely peanuts. Peanuts, yes. <laughs> So they could have at least taken me to McDonald's or, you know, drive <laughs> Anyhow, they didn't. So I got to the room. It's pouring. Like I'm talking about, you know, they say it's raining cats and dogs. I didn't see cats and dogs, but it was really raining hard. Water was standing on the parking lot. So I had a choice. I could walk through the rain with no umbrella to Bob Evans across the street. Wouldn't you know there would be one right across the street that I had to see, but couldn't get to. <laughs> Unless I had a boat. <laughs> so, I know it sounds funny, but I learned such a valuable lesson that night. You know, Saturday night is a, a night the devil loves to pick to pounce on us when we're going to be ministering on Sunday morning through doubt or fear or just uh, busying our thinking with things, distractions that we don't need to be thinking about. When I'm in that motel room, I am really feeling sorry for myself. I am having a pity party. And the devil says to me, you're no good. You don't even deserve to be out here in ministry. Just look at you. People will give anything to get to travel and do what you do. Look at you. <laughs> you're right, devil. I know people that have it. It's the truth. So between the devil and me, we are having a real party. Pity's party. He's piling on and I'm taking it. I didn't deserve the incredible presence of the Lord to fill that room. But I needed it. <laughs> he gives us what we need, not what we deserve. That's right. That's right. God's presence filled that room. And he said, honey, I understand you're human. 
okay that I made such a big deal about it, but he understood, the Father understood my humanness, yes. okay? Amen. Just like he does yours. But what happens is, we give in to that feeling, and if we carry it too far, it, be, it gets so into the flesh that we're, it's like a point of no return almost. Mm. So you have to cast it off and just say, thank you, Father, for understanding, and now I'll get on with it. I'll get on with the program, my preparation for service tomorrow. God took me to these scriptures, and it changed my life forever seeing my elder brother, Jesus. Because you see, that's who he is. He's many things. He's the perfect, perfect little baby, born of a virgin, perfect young man who walked this earth and did marvelous teachings and healings and deliverance, loved people to restoration, like the woman at the well and the woman caught in the act of adultery. So many stories we, we hear about him. But he also took upon himself all the shame that the cross offered during that time. All of it, all of it, the accusations. And of course his disciples, they were just wonderful friends, right? <laughs> wonderful friends who went to sleep. <laughs> Now, she's going to read for us from the King James Version. There are several, you know, view, viewpoints and versions of the story, but she's going to read part of it for us from Matthew, if you'd like to follow along. Matt, you have your own microphone. Okay, dear. Matthew, the 26th chapter. So she's going to read what I asked her to. <laughs> then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away again the second time, and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Uh, okay, go, go just a little bit further. Sorry. A little bit earlier, to stop at 43, but I changed my mind. <laughs> we get to, you know. <laughs> and he left them and went away again. Third time. And prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples, and saith unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Okay. Behold, he is at hand, and doth betray me. That's good. Thank you so much. Now, <laughs> Luke, the 22nd chapter. I mean, Luke 40. No, what did I tell you? <laughs> 
longing for companionship that night. You don't believe it? He took Peter, the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, a little farther with him. Who was John? The beloved. His buddies. Not that he didn't love them all, but you love all your children, don't you? But you love them all differently because they're different. That night, Jesus took Peter, James, and John a little farther, and he didn't say, sit here and take a nap. He said, sit here and watch with me. Did they? No, they did not. They went to sleep. But God showed me that night, Jesus, the man, the son of man, longed for one of them just to come over and say, Master, we love you, and we're praying for you, and whatever father tells you to do, we know you're going to be faithful. We just want you to know we're here and we're praying for you. Well, they didn't because they're sleeping. <laughs> I was angry for years. What kind of friends go to sleep when you're, you're like really you're facing death on the cross and they're going to go to sleep? You notice that Jesus left communion with the father three times to go back to his disciples. God spoke to me that night. He said, honey, you think I don't see all the lonely moments that you spend? You think I don't feel when you feel that? You think I don't understand the thoughts that you have sometimes? But I created you. I made you to be human. He created us with these desires and feelings. As long as we honor God and put him first, there's nothing wrong with feelings. Amen. He wants us to feel. He wants us to have sympathy and compassion for those around us who are hurting, which we could not do if we didn't feel. Anyhow, that night when I'm talking to God about this, I'm like, God, this is a beautiful you're helping me understand Jesus, my elder brother. 
looking around for human companionship, just like I do sometimes. Just wish I had somebody with skin on in the car to take my hand and pat me on the shoulder or something. Gloria, how you doing? You need me to drive for a while? <laughs> That's okay, I got it, you know. Because I was angry for so many years, and I told God that night, I said, I don't understand. Why did the disciples go to sleep when Jesus needed them? Get ready for this. <laughs> the answer he gave me is not in Scripture. Do you believe God gives you anything beyond Scripture? Well, I'll tell you, it has to be verified by Scripture. It most certainly does. Mm -hmm. But there is revelation word. And God said, don't be angry with the disciples. I put them to sleep. Mm. Wow. I said, now God, it doesn't say that in Scripture. <laughs> he said to me, it doesn't say that I did. And it doesn't say that I didn't. That's right. But I put them to sleep because my son could not face the cross that all that he was going to bear, depending on human companionship. He had to be alone with me so that I could pour into him what he was going to need. Let me tell you something today. I really wanted to share something else and the Lord kept, you know, how he has a way of bugging you. He wouldn't let me get away from this. Somebody here today has been under such condemnation just because you're human. Stop trying to be somebody you are not and be who you are and relax in the fact that God created you. He made you. He loves you just the way you are. And his Holy Spirit is faithful to just nudge you when you're heading down the direction he doesn't want you to go. In fact, he gets to where he can get pretty rough, not just nudge, kick you, you know, rub you upside the head and get your attention. But what I'm saying to you is, don't let the devil use your humanness to beat you in the ground and tell you you're no good, God can't use you. Just look, you failed there, you did this. Jesus, that night, laid every human desire every longing on a symbolic cross in the garden and he crucified all of that so that he could go back to them the third time and say, go ahead, take your rest. The hour has come that I'm betraying you in the hands of sinners. He knew, but he had the confidence because he had spent time with the Father. The Father made sure that while he did have companions close by, he made sure Jesus depended totally on him. Yes. There are times I want somebody to travel with me or help me so badly. Mm. And that's okay. God doesn't get mad at me for having, do you see what I'm saying? He doesn't get upset with us for having human desires and feelings. He just doesn't want us to carry it too far. Yeah. Okay, let me show you. You get a cut on your finger, it's, it's very human to say, ow. Mm -hmm. But when it gets into the flesh, you say something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you fill in the blank. Not nice words come out of your mouth. That's the flesh right there. But you can be human. You can have those human feelings and desires and longings. But if you let it go, 
into your mind and take you down a road that is dangerous. You are the one you've taken back over the steering wheel. You've taken it away from the Lord. So I'm saying to you today, Jesus, yes, was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. Jesus, our precious Savior, suffered such agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then part of it was over the sins of the world, but part of it was over his own humanness, not wanting to fail his Father, but at the same time wanting to stay and continue to teach. Remember what he said? If this cup could pass from me, if, it's okay, Father, if not, nevertheless, not my will, I be done. He gave in to what the Father wanted, and that's all God wants from us. This Easter season, let's celebrate our resurrected Savior with a new appreciation for him as a son of man as well as the son of God. What he went through as a man, denying himself all the things that other men were partaking of, not Jesus. He was going to remain the pure, holy son of God. Do you know that Jesus could have sinned in the garden that night? Hello? He was a man. He could have chosen not to do what the Father wanted him to do, which would have been the first time he sinned. The only reason we are different than Jesus is because he never disobeyed the Father one time. Not once. And we, well, we tend to do it on a regular basis. <laughs> Constantly having to ask forgiveness. But God wanted me to remind you today, he's the best father ever. And no matter how many times you falter, no matter how many times you disappoint the father, <laughs> he's just waiting for you to come crawl up on his lap and say, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. He wants you to be truthful. He wants you to be truly repentant. But I'm saying to you as a human being, when you blow it, just go to the Father. He's just waiting to hear from you. He's just waiting to lift you up and hold you near and breathe on you. You know what? I'm going to sing some more, and then we're going to close. But does anybody know who we were praying for earlier? I don't normally ask. Rhonda. 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 Anybody? have somebody we've been praying for, would you not forget to continue to pray for her? I don't know what her situation is, but I know many times the Lord has spoken to me to pray for people I don't know. And I would eventually hear. I may never hear. It's okay. It's not my business. It's his business. Mm -hmm. This next song that I want to sing, we go to that other CD, John Ashcroft who's the former Attorney General of the United States, precious Christian, he and his wife, Janet. He's so sweet, anytime I'm having services in Missouri, if he's in Springfield, you know, home, he'll come. One night I was in a tiny little church, kind of like a homeless church in downtown Springfield. It's an inner city church called Grace, and just a handful of people. But I looked over on the front row, and there's John and Janet Ashcroft and, and two of their friends, he wrote this beautiful song. He asked me to record it several years ago. I want you to think about this as we begin to close. I'm an honest evangelist. I said we're beginning to close. <laughs> I didn't say I'm closing. <laughs> Pastor, I don't want her to rebuke me. <laughs> this song talks about a 
Ethiopian who stood up there and went forward and took that cross and we were so happy for Jesus. It's called Carry the Cross. You and I
to say, I'm clapping to say, I'm going to help carry the cross. Yes. yes. Amen. He didn't die for nothing. That's right. Amen. We're going to go to that other CD. I'm not going to do Who Could Know. I'm just going to, the Lord gave me a song years ago called Who Could Know, but I don't feel to do it after all. But I do feel to do my new song. Is that okay? Yes. 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 Oh, how I thank the Lord. Don't forget, we would be in such a pickle. We would be in such a mess, but for the grace of God. So let's do today, but for his grace, where would I be? The one he gave me just a few weeks ago. Thank you, Lord, for putting up with this preacher's kid. I'm telling you.
Jesus went through the suffering that he did that you and I could reject the flesh and walk in the spirit. Yes. He will use everything that comes our way to refine us and help us become more like Jesus if we'll allow him to. Let's don't be thumb-sucking babies sitting in the corner feeling sorry for ourselves because somebody said something that hurt our feelings. You just don't know what the church did to me, people say. You should read my book. <laughs> that little book back there. We've all been hurt. But guess what? Nothing compared to what our Savior did. That's right. Amen. That's right. The last night, that night in the garden, not even his buddies came to be there for him. Of course, you can't really blame him. Blame him on the Father. He put him to sleep. <laughs> but the Father wanted that time with Jesus to fill him full of the presence that he needed to fix the cross. Would you sing with me in closing today? A great song written by a friend of mine called Vessel of Honor. I want to be a vessel of honor for God. Amen. Oh my, that very last song on that Let's do that in closing today. And I'm going to tell you, I love to pray with people. But I'm not a very good altar call giver because being raised in a pastor's home, I saw all the different approaches. <laughs> Here's the way I believe. If you want prayer and the Holy Spirit's drawing you, there are people here that would love to pray for you. That's right. But I'm not going to give a specific invitation, okay? The Lord speaks to your heart to come down here for prayer. We believe in miracles in this place. Amen. Miracles in the body and the mind and the finance and relationships. God can do it all. That's right. He can. So I love you. I thank you for this opportunity today. You weren't here by accident, nor was I. And whoever Rhonda is, we're going to keep praying, right? That the Lord accomplishes what he has sent his word to do in this woman's life. But come for prayer if you'd like. Go ahead and begin the music for that last song and sing with me. I want to be a vessel of honor for God. Allow Him to do His work in your heart before you leave here today. If there's something the enemy's been using against you, don't leave here till you get that said. A vessel of